Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. We go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're going to pick up. And it may seem like that pastor is re-preaching this morning's sermon. I'm not. I'm going to the same passage, though. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 25. Luke chapter 2. And uh, I, there's no red light up there, so I guess I'm off the hook, Uncle Nunu. Uh, so, uh, but I'm sure Charles will throw something over yeah, or do something. And uh, Luke chapter 2, and let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask the next 20 minutes that you would do something in our hearts. Lord, your word is eternal. It, 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 it rests upon the premise that you have always existed and that here mankind comes along and in the garden was perfect. Everything was as you wanted it to be. And uh, Lord, even if sin had not entered, there still would be families. There still would be replenishing the earth. There still would be work. There still would be the husband-wife relationship. But Lord, when sin entered, you, you then started down that path to redeem mankind and to rule again. And Lord, on this journey, you give us the story of when your son came and was born in a manger. And Lord, I do not look at, I do not look at the next several moments that we're going to spend together as me just looking for something to say. Lord, there is a truth packed into tonight. Lord, I understand I'm competing with presents and gifts to some degree and gatherings that are going to happen afterwards and and, uh, but God, I ask that we just call time out on your day, learn something from your word from this Christmas story, and bless and help us now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm going to pick up in Luke chapter 2 in verse number 25, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. I still get a kick out of that phrase. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said. Now remember, uh, Simeon had waited for the consolation. He comes in and he sees this child and then... Just a side note, we won't read much into it, but if you look at verse 36, there was Anna, a prophetess, and, uh, and she coming in in verse number 38, in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord. So she had the same opinion about this child Jesus uh, that Simeon had. And if you would, let's go back up and pick up in verse number 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now look at his prayer. Lord, how lettest thou thy servant depart in peace? Now that lettest thou, thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. 
a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. This was his prayer. Verse 33. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of, uh, were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother. Now he has just gotten done praying to the Lord as he held that babe. And he said, Lord, this is exactly what I've waited for. And what these people do not understand is this babe will be a light, light to lighten the Gentiles. He will be a glory to thy people Israel. So he's done praying. And then he turns to the parents and he says this to them. Something very interesting in verse 34. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. I want to come to you from verse number 34, where he said that this child is set, that means to lie prostrate, that means to be put out in the open, that means to be set in front of everybody. Simeon, this old man, waiting for the consolation of Israel, prayed to the Lord and thanked the Lord and blessed God for giving them and letting him see it. But then he turns to the parents and he turns to Mary and he says this, now you need to know this about this child. This child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. This child is set, if you want to break it out, for the fall of many in Israel. This child is set for the rising again of many in Israel. It is an obscure phrase right there in the book of Luke. My, my title for tonight is this, are you disappointed with your gift? Are you disappointed with your gift? Did your expectation of what was in there? Was your expectation met with reality about what was in there? I have gotten a kick over the last couple of weeks of, of just getting ready for Christmas and, and uh, kind of encouragement at Emmanuel and, and we started that back up and of course all the Christmas things and knowing that I was going to be preaching from this text several weeks ago, I, I, I've gotten a kick out of looking at the disappointment on people's faces uh, in you, on YouTube of, of just the different people who were expecting and then they opened it up and they got mad and they were disappointed, whatever the case may be. But, but I come to you and say, are you disappointed with your gift? Are you disappointed that how big it was, it wasn't really that big of a deal? How heavy it was, it really wasn't that heavy of a deal. Here in Luke, that Simeon says, now you need to know something about this child. This child is set for the fall of many in Israel. I want you to use your Bibles because we're going to be looking now at some scriptures. When Simeon spoke that Jesus would be the fall of many in Israel, Simeon was speaking to the fact that Jesus, and here it is, would not be what they expected him to be as king. You see, when Jesus came, Simeon said, now there's a lot of people waiting on this man 
to take over the Roman Empire. That's what they think when they think of a king is born. But you need to know that this man, this child Jesus, that people are going to be looking for something out of Jesus that they're not going to get. And there will be many people that will fall, they will stumble, their motivation and their momentum has been, we're tired of the Roman Empire, and now we've got this king that's been announced, and we can hold our breath for another 18 years or 20 years, but when he rises to the throne, he's going to take over everything. You know what Simeon said? Get ready, because they're not going to be too happy with this child, because they're going to be wanting this child to cut off an ear and he's going to put it back they're they're going to be wanting this child when he grows up to be doing something to overthrow this earth but he won't do it he'll speak much about his kingdom is not of this earth you see that disappointment and that's why he said if you'll go to Isaiah chapter 8 and verse number 14 and make your way there we're going to be looking at just the several scriptures and the, the sermon tonight's very simple he told them, this child is set for the fall of many. In Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 14, all this was prophesied. And he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the house of Israel, for a gin, for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Are you there? Isaiah eight fifteen, And many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. Christ did not come as a temporary deliverer. It, he came as a permanent, eternal deliverer, but they didn't understand it. If you are the Messiah and you are the deliverer and you do have all power and you are, Abraham is from you and you do come from heaven, you have seen God Almighty then you should be able to part everything like they did at the Red Sea. And you should be able to stop the sun. And he was God, and he was there for all of it. But let me tell you something. They were disappointed. They didn't, this is not turning out. If you're a king, why not overthrow now? Go to Romans chapter 11 and verse 11. In Romans chapter 11, in verse 11. Now remember, he said, This child is set for the fall and rising again of many. The fall of many in Israel. Are you disappointed with your gift? Here was this gift to this king. Matthew 2, 2, as you turn to Romans 11, Matthew 2, 2, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Oh, Yes. This king now is going to mount the throne and the Messiah has come. The, the, the leaders of the temple have said the consolation of Israel is here. But look at Romans 11, 11, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation has come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Romans eleven twelve. Now if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the dismissing of them the riches of the Gentile, how much more their fullness. He's telling us in Romans chapter 11 that all Israel will be saved one day. It's coming to a point, but because they dismissed him. In other words, they took what they thought 
was, should have been the king of Israel to deliver them from the Roman Empire. And guess what they did? According to Romans 11, they dismissed them. But guess what that throwing away of that gift was? It was the riches to you and I. The Gentiles at that point discovered something that was very rich. If you would go back to Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 15. In Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 15, I want to bring it down now to if I could bring it to your life and to my life in application. We know that Christ was set for the rise and the fall, the fall and the rise of many in Israel. The fall because it's not what we expected as a king. The fall because you now are talking love. You now have said the two greatest commandments are love thy neighbor as thyself. A king would take care of the woman taking an adultery in the book of Mark. But in, in, in Isaiah 8.15, let me bring it down to who we are and where we're at. Look what it says there. And many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. Dear Christian, there's a lot of believers that have an expectation of who Jesus should be in their life and what Jesus should do in their life. And when Jesus doesn't meet their expectation, they become disappointed. And then they go look for something else. I wonder how many believers in 2022, as this is the last Sunday night, have lost their steam of Christianity. They've lost the joy of the gift. There was a time when you unwrapped the gift and it was the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh. And it was exciting and this is going to be great. Do you know what the Bible says? Three years. Three years. Dung around it. Dig around it. Give us three years. There was no fruit. There's, there, there's no blossoming. and let, Let's destroy it. The good man of the vineyard said, no, no, no. Let's give it three years. For the clock's ticking on many a believer's life. But we have to tra- take Jesus off trial. And we cannot put him in light of our expectation. We must put him in light of his plan. When this Christ child was unwrapped, Simeon said this, don't fool yourself. Everybody's singing his praises now. But this child is set for the fall of many. There's a reason why that Simeon used fall first then rising second. Because Biblically, there had to be a rejection from the Jews so there can be an acceptance from the Gentiles so that the fullness of the Gentiles could come in so that the Jews could come back and be saved. God's plan is impeccable. God's plan is right on time. And if I were to ask you in 2022, did you at some point unwrap the gift and it wasn't what I expected, this is not how it was supposed to turn out, and that gift I thought was a big deal back there in the manger, now is not that big of a deal. Y'all, we must always be on our guard to remember this. Jesus is the real deal. And if there is disappointment, it is because of us not him. He is everything this book says he is. He will do everything this book says. And if I lose steam with this gift, if all of a sudden I unwrap Jesus tomorrow morning and I am disappointed, he didn't come through. 
He didn't answer my prayer. How many of you and I, in 2022, we looked and we prayed and God pleased and all of a sudden, he didn't come through? Do you know what we do automatically? We back up on the gift. We back up. The fall. The stumbling. But you go to John chapter 6. This offense is real. When a believer gets offended, and all of a sudden Jesus is not that gift. You see, he was acute in the, in, in the manger. He was a babe that everybody loved. They brought him gifts. We don't see anything about Jesus until age 12, and he's sitting in the temple. Isn't that cute to see a 12-year-old sitting there? And then he disappears for 18 years, and as he disappears for 18 years, the next time that he comes onto the scene, we find him getting baptized. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Then we find him coming to a wedding, and oh, 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 he's at a wedding. He turned the water into wine, and that's not Mogan David. That's not liquor. He said, how do you know those things? Brother Martinez told me about them. Which Martinez? That Martinez. And uh, all of a sudden, we find out that he's king. Look at everything he's doing. But then the first time he has a chance to overthrow, he doesn't overthrow. And then I thought you were a king. I I thought you could. And the devil, after his baptism, takes him up and starts tempting him. And all of a sudden, he doesn't give in. He doesn't show out. What? Now look at John chapter 6. So Jesus comes and they have a big day at the very beginning of the chapter Look at verse 61. Let's pick up there. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, doth this offend you? The the, the talking points in the verses above this, he had narrowed it down to who he was. He narrowed it down to where I am the only way you get to heaven and where they had thousands on Sunday morning, on Sunday night, they had a church split in the afternoon. Look at verse 66. From that time, John 6, 6, 6. No better place to have a church split than on 6, 6, 6. Amen? From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? You know, the only time somebody walks away from Jesus is when they become disappointed in Jesus. We're looking for substance and you give us spiritual? We're looking for something that makes us feel good and you give us spiritual? And Jesus said, are you offended? Many of them walked away. Then said Jesus unto 12, will you also go away? If you would, go back, go to Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 20. Simeon was telling these parents that this child, this babe in the manger is set prostrate before mankind, and when he starts his path of becoming king, he won't start it as you and I think he'll start it, and the disciples still didn't get it, the the family members of the disciples still didn't get it, look at Matthew 20, 20, then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing, I love this, they buttered him up, then they asked him a question, look at verse 21, and he said unto her, what wilt thou? She saith unto him, grant that these my two sons may sit, 
the one on thy right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. You know what the Lord had to come back and tell him? I think you got it all wrong. Now's not my kingdom. Have you ever made a request of the Lord and it didn't happen? Can I ask you, did you fall? Did you get upset? Did you put down your Bible the next day? The next Sunday service, did you say, I'm not going? This isn't going right. It's all falling apart. I have no motivation. You know what COVID did for us? And many pastors bemoaned COVID. I loved COVID. Because COVID cleared the deck on why we do what we do. You know what it showed everybody? Are you doing this for a position? Are you doing this for a platform? Are you doing what we do because of the Lord Jesus Christ? And I would hope to God that I pass the test of COVID. That I'm doing it because of the Lord. The fact that you're here on a Christmas Sunday night means that you're doing it for the Lord. But going into 2023, I'm telling you that if all of a sudden you get the wrong idea about Jesus and his kingdom, his kingdom is to come. Go to Mark chapter 16 and verse number 9. Remember it said that this child will be set for the fall and the rising again. So there's two things going on here. And those who just wanted him. And they recognized who he was. Mark chapter 16, verse 9. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. Mark 16, 9. Can you all read the, the last phrase there? Mark 16, 9. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared to Mary Magdalene. Who was it, please? Out of whom he had cast you have just found the difference between disappointment and gratitude. It all depends what you expect Jesus to do for you. If I look at Jesus as a genie, Jesus, 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 na, 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 na. and the genie comes up and you expect Jesus to go, I'll give you three wishes. What are they? No, no, no. You're either coming to Jesus saying, can I get part of your kingdom? Can you make me look good? Can you kind of push me to the top? Or are you coming to Jesus like Mary Magdalene? One day I had seven devils. You took them seven devils and you got them out of my life. And my life has never been the same. And my loyalty to you will go to the cross and they put you in a tomb and I want to come to where the dead Jesus is. And she went, and look at this, verse 9. And out of him, verse 10, and she went and told them that had been with them as they mourned and wept. And they, when they heard that he was alive. I love this. Our crucified Savior, our risen Savior, appeared to not the one looking to sit on the throne, but the one who was a recipient of forgiveness. The only time somebody gets disappointed in their gift is when they approach the gift on what they want rather than what they need. Your thank yous for the gifts you've given people, you can tell the 
thank you based on the pride of the person. But when somebody realizes, I'm a nobody, I had seven devils. You see, he, Simeon, told them. If you go back and we'll end at Luke 2.34, Simeon told them, look, this child is set. I love the word set. It's not going to be changed. This child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to be part of that group that Jesus is always on trial with the next in my life. I took Jesus off trial a long time ago because he's already done the biggest thing for me. He saved me. He's already done the biggest thing I could ever ask him. Lord, I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. And when he forgave me of my sins, that's the greatest gift that could ever be given. William, I told him about your trust in Christ. Can I tell you something? One of the greatest things that I've ever been a part of is when somebody bows their head and on their own ask for a savior and says forgive me of my sins and I look at a man who humbled himself and knew I needed a savior William if you'll always stay right there that you're a sinner saved by grace you'll never be disappointed with that gift and I think all of us need to back up about 10 steps and realize if Jesus has lost his shine, if Jesus has lost his influence, and all of a sudden you're looking for something more, what do I get out of this? What do I get to benefit from this? I don't feel, I don't, I just can't. That's not what church is about, my friend. And that's not what Jesus is about. Jesus was set for the fall and rising again of many. Do you know what I love about that? The very people that didn't believe he was the son of God. Believed he was the son of God. And if you're here today. And you're like you know in 2022. I went through a tough time back here. And I was disappointed with Jesus. Isn't that blasphemous to say that? But can I be honest with you? There were times in 2022 that I was like, really, Lord? Really? Seriously? And I had to get on my knees and repent. Say, Lord, help me not to think that way. Now, y'all, straighten up your halos. Because I feel like right now y'all are judging me. But have you been there? I've been there. And how about we step into 2023 saying this? I know other people may walk away and be disappointed. And this Christianity thing is not their deal. But that's not going to be me. It's going to be tough because we're fighting with the flesh. That flesh makes you feel and see things that don't exist. But Jesus never fails. He just doesn't. He's never disappointed you. I think sometimes we disappoint ourselves. Because we just don't have enough faith. He set, so if he set for the fall of many, 
He's also set for the rising again of many. How about we just get back up on our feet, going to 2023, saying this, Lord, I believe in you, and I want you to know I'm glad you saved me. And anything else I get is bonus out of that. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.